2: Don't look back in anger, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's here. We dared to dream. And Jimmy Campbell. For easy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: so well, we, we kept true to our form. <laughs> Jim, you had a little mumble in the intro there. Are you um are you, you okay? Are you gonna, yeah, gonna have all fun? Right. The okay. I'm alright. Yeah. That's how we all feel, I think. Indeed
2: it is. Um probably a match too far for old England. But uh, it feels different and we have to be proud of the lads, Jim.
1: Yeah, we absolutely do. I mean, it's uh You know, once the dust has settled, obviously we were all absolutely gutted last night. I'm sure that's true of everyone listening that was invested in England. Um, It was a huge disappointment, but you know, we didn't expect it to, to go this far. We didn't expect it to be this enjoyable. I and mean, I don't think we expected England to basically reignite the, the nation's football fans' passion for mm-hmm. the national team. And that is that is something that's really important and really special. There will be kids watching this that want to play for England now that were of a generation that probably didn't really care about that. Yeah. And that
3: is, that's a wonderful thing. Luke,
2: Luke, have you had a lovely time?
3: Yeah, I think overall. Now the dust has settled a little bit, I feel more positive than I did last night and I think Jim's hit on something there in terms of, the, of kids watching hopefully um, and it's because it's important to make new memories and it's important yeah. to give people something to hang their hat on rather than these sepia-tinged ideas of things that happened before they were born and that was of course true of the players as well um, it felt it felt like a bit of a tipping point for me, really. I mean, the way that the country is united and, and got behind the team, and felt that there's enough in that squad of players, and how impeccably impeccably they've carried themselves, and how they've behaved, and how they've um, been just been, been themselves. Really, I think there's something that people have really related to there, and that, and, and that's been a really important thing. Now, the country is divided at the moment, um, obviously, and this has been something that's brought us together. And I think in in time. Uh, to come we'll look back on this summer as, as a great summer mm. and a great summer and football's played a big part of that um, of course um, I'd rather have won the damn thing Absolutely. but but you can't have it all and, and one thing that really struck me actually is I've, I've paid attention to a lot of the media both last night um, like yourself Marcus had a bit of trouble sleeping last night so I <laughs> spent a lot of time listening yeah. to the radio and lot, saw a lot of the newspapers this morning and one thing that's really interesting to me is that the positivity is unbelievable. Yeah, every yeah. every commentator. It's so different this time. Every, every sort of football, I don't mean commentator as an actual commentator, but people who comment the commentary out on football I suppose. It's been really positive. Every single caller that that phoned in on the um on the phone and I listened to last night, it, the, the comments and range from really proud of the team to give South, South a a knighthood. There was nothing less positive than that. People, and obviously that is going probably a bit too far. But (laughs) the the point being that you read the newspapers this morning, look at the um, the headlines. Everyone's positive. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Can... Everyone's fine with the manner and how it happened, and he's actually quite glad that we were able to be to do something to make ourselves proud.
2: Even though he's not won three um, best bets in a row, Gareth Southgate on the football ramble. Can we give him a well, who has? Can, can, well, nobody yeah. has. Can we give him
1: an honorary ramble knighthood? I think I think we should. I think we should we should <laughs> have him be the standard bearer for that. Yeah, bestow that upon him. It would be so English, wouldn't it? Could you imagine how much it would wind up the rest of the world if the manager leading England into the Euros was Sir Gareth Southgate? <laughs> We have not learned the thing. It would would be brilliant, and Um, all the players have got OBEs.
2: Um,
3: Give them all a knighthood, so the the away stadium announcer has to go, Sir Eric Dyer, (laughs) (laughs) Sir 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 Phil Jones. Sir Nick Pope. Yeah, he's thinking. Oh, what? but not Raheem Sterling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Raheem Sterling OBE. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> which, I, which I'm led to believe isn't as good. Yeah. Um, but of course, yeah. that would be ridiculous. Um, uh, I, 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 I think, and, and obviously, that is that's there's a bit of bit of truth in that joke as well. Because uh, in terms of, of of what should happen to this England squad now, it, it does deserve to be treated with pride and, and looked back on uh, in in a very fond manner. But I don't think we should be getting too ahead of ourselves. No. It should be treated. Not as a summit, but as a building block for them to move mm. on to to Euro twenty twenty and beyond. Because it's a young group of players, they've got some positive experiences to draw on, and um, they need to y- use this as a platform. Really, I don't want. I, I know the players are different to the fans, and the fans will probably just want to enjoy it on its own terms, and that's fine. No one wants to think about two summers' time now. I get that, but it's important the players treat it in a certain way. Yeah, I think
1: what's really important about this group of players is this is not a golden generation. No one's saying that it is. Are you saying it could become one? No, one, <laughs> stop it. That's exactly what I'm not saying. I think everyone is realistically looking at this England team. Yes, England got to a semi-final, but they beat everyone you would expect them to beat on paper and then came up short in a very tight game against a team who were, who were better than them and their mm-hmm. failings were exposed. It's not as if this team has shocked everyone and like smashed Brazil and, uh, and, and and whatnot. We all know that. We're all aware of that. I think a lot of people from the outside looking in think we're deluded. We're, we're not. We know that, you know, the, not the about, draw helped us. Yeah, I agree. But, um it is a really, really brilliant platform to build on because these players, as you say, they've got that experience mm. now. They are very, very young, and they were they were sort of tactically tactically naive in in the second half, in particular. The second half of this game has been the biggest disappointment of the World Cup for me because it, it, England started to hoof it long again, and there were flashes of that in the first half to use Sterling's pace and I think But that was a little bit more, you know, it had a bit more intent behind it. But effectively, they just kept giving the ball away to to um, to Subasic. Chasing that down, tiring themselves out, making themselves tired. And that's what led to the lapses in concentration that ultimately cost England the game. And that is the biggest frustration for me. But, you know, England used to do that pretty much constantly throughout a tournament. And they, they would just do nothing. And, you know, it, it showed there's more to the team. It shows that actually there is, there's still work to do. There's that side of the game to, to eradicate. But um, it's, it's better than it's been in a long time. Yeah, I was pleased that, that
2: Kieran Trippier...
1: You know, became only the
2: third Englishman to score in a World Cup semi final. He's had a wonderful tournament. It was a shame that he limped out at the end, and yeah. of course, he, that, that there were sad scenes. But it was it was a great start for England. People say, "Oh, did we score too early?" and, and so on and so forth. I mean, uh, I, the, the whole sort of scoring early thing that you only really say that about a team who have obvious limitations and. For me, England in this match, their limitations were exposed. I, I think you're right. You know, if you compare, say, England and Belgium who were in the same group, of course, and Belgium? We were talking about them last time. Did they did they overachieve? Did they just achieve? For me, Belgium beating Brazil is 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 such a uh, a great uh, uh, sort of a trophy within itself for yeah. them. If you know what I mean by that,
1: it's a little piece of history.
2: It is, and they can say, do you know what? We beat a side who, who were fancied, and as you say, England never really England never beat anybody who they were um, not expected to beat, yeah. uh, and. And, and that does show the, the limitations. You know, England didn't, you know, Belgium, I think, did have a great tournament um, mm. and, and England have as well. But England, when the going got tough, they did resort to, to long balls and so on. And I, and <clears> I disagreed <throat> with some of the pundits at half time and whatnot. People saying, oh, England looked pretty comfortable. Yeah. Well, I think England looked comfortable because Croatia looked really bad. Croatia in the final third in that first half were dreadful. And we were saying, mm. uh, you know, we watched the match together, we were saying, we can't rely on Croatia to keep playing bad balls into the box or keep playing sloppy passes or maybe um, England winning fouls in their defensive yeah. third to kind of alleviate the pressure. And yes, had Kane have scored that chance, I know he was given offside, but VAR would have probably corrected that. You know, it, it, the England's best hope was to get that second goal and Croatia to lose interest, yeah. But the fact of the matter is, everyone said, as Luka Modric pointed out after the game, "Oh, Croatia looked tired and, and so on." What it was it? Was England who mm. tied well, and, badly, and, and, and it I, wasn't Croatia.
3: And I think that's where what I obviously, obviously agree with the, the conclusion you guys have drawn. I actually disagree slightly with the with the reasons. I, I think it was as you started the show off by saying, Marcus, it was a match too far for them, and I think they looked like a team, <clears throat> England. I mean, who had probably forty-five minutes in them. A lot is, a lot not not enough is made of how difficult it is physically to win a World Cup. Mm-hmm. If you've got a young team like we have, I think the most inexperienced team in the tournament, the the sheer amount of nervous energy you're going to burn before a game like that mm. is going to render you tired. Now the reason the Croatia didn't look as tired is because Luka Modric, for example, who I didn't think had a great game, by the way. Luka Modric and and Ivan Rakitic, for example, and Mandzukic and for that matter Perisic, they approached the game like they were playing in their local park and they were probably relaxed for most of the day. That's a huge factor. The reason England did what they did, particularly in the second half, as Jim I think correctly pointed out, is because they were tired. The amount of players you hear mm. say, I mean, think of when Steven Gerrard scored that goal against West Ham in the FA Cup final. I smashed it because I was knackered. Yeah. I can't put, what you, the A hallmark of a great team, a, a fit team, is you snap your passes, you take two or three steps either side to give you that, give your teammate an angle and you get the ball back and you lend it out again. Mm. It seemed to me, actually, looking back at it, that England, on occasion, were trying to do that, but they couldn't do it more than five or six times before they st- they they just were so tired they had to play an easy pass or play it long or hit the channel. Mm. They were completely they went out on their shields last night. I think physically they were absolutely exhausted and that says a lot for their um, for their lack of experience. And it's not a criticism by the way. I'm still very proud mm-hmm. of what they did. I don't blame them for it. They gave it their all. Like I said they went out on their shields. But to me, the calmness and the way the game was approached by a team who are a bit more experienced was the difference between the freshness and the tiredness to, to me. Mm. Um, I think England probably had 45, 50, 55 minutes in them. And the best chance was, as one of you guys said, scoring the second goal and hoping either Croatia knocked on the door and it wasn't answered or they felt like they couldn't make it and their heads dropped. Mm. And it didn't work out. And it could have worked out another way because that goal, that chance for Kane could have gone in. We had chances to score. We didn't take the second goal. And that's how it goes. But I don't think England consciously decide... I, I just can't see how England, under that coaching staff, with not just Gareth Southgate, but Steve Holland, would have engineered a way for them to, to play long like that. Or they panicked. No, I, just, I don't think I, anyone's saying that. I just I think, think we're, that,
2: they're saying that we're, they resorted to that. They did, because, yeah. but
3: I think... The, and that's what that's, that brings me around full circle, because I'm saying I agree with your conclusion, but I think the reason for it was just because they were tired. Well, their
2: tiredness, but also Croatia... I mean, uh, Veselko, the the... Croatian uh, defender said the perception was this is a new look England who have changed their ways of playing long balls upfield but when we pressed them it turned out they haven't. Now that stings a bit you it know does. and my partisan, is absolutely right. my partisan uh, England fan uh, mm. nature would would almost tell him to sort it off. Yeah, he bat. had a great game. He did have a great game but, but he is, oh, they, he was excellent. But he's, he was excellent. He, he's, he's right to an extent because we haven't seen England do that earlier on in the tournament because they were playing against sides who they should win. England now need to take uh, away, this kind of sort of the long ball stuff against uh, a better side. Now, wh- whatever the reason, They're there's no doubt that the Croatia said at halftime, "Let's just let's take ten yards uh, t- step forward." I think Gary Neville said or something. Somebody uh, said, and and England, they 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 looked like they have done before when they try and pass it out the back. When they got pressed, they go, "Oh, we're running out of options." Now, yes, that's because of tiredness and all mm. that kind of stuff. And then they resorted to hitting it long. Harry Kane looked dead on his feet. Now, you remember the Euros two years ago. Kane looked absolutely exhausted uh, pretty much from the first minute of the Euros last time. He hasn't looked like that this time, but he is tired uh, as the tournament has gone on, understandably so. And the, the, the tricky thing for Gareth Southgate is Kane is England's outstanding forward. And... It's not just kind of oh well, let's keep him on because it's Harry Kane. Obviously, if England get a penalty, is there or you know he had a header towards the end, which obviously he didn't do too well with, but he still you know had that chance and he means a bit more to the side. But if England had another forward, they could have brought on who was of a similar kind of mould, and I think he may
1: well have changed it. Mm you can Kane even drop back into midfield at points he once Rashford had came on because yeah. his passing range is, is, is pretty good as well um, but again he was so tired he couldn't really affect the game that well and I think Croatia they're, they're a canny experienced side far more than England are and I think this is something that was overlooked oh, going into the game and definitely. they saw that they could just switch the play from flank to flank just play it around easily, and it's just going to knacker England out and make, make
3: problems worse. The pass from Rakitic for the first goal, not the assist, but the pass before that, was, mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think he even looked up. But you have to, you have to bear it in mind that, fine, we all, we all get carried away. We all want England to win. It's not our job to be the experts on the Croatian national team. I not. mean, we, 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 we do what we do, and, and we rely on the players and the coaches to take care of that. But you have to bear in mind, everyone, that if you look at the list of players Croatia have got... Um, Subasic, 43 caps. Chorluka, 103 caps. Vida, 64 caps. Rakitic, 98 caps. Modric, 112. Mandzukic, 88. Perisic, 72. These are experienced, Mm. Uh long in the tooth international football players who are going to feel much more at home on that stage, despite the fact that they're a small nation and they've not had, obviously they've not won um, a World Cup or anything like that. But they're experienced. I mean, um, Luka Modric has been in three Champions League finals in a row. Yeah, you know this. This does matter when it comes down to the. Like, like,
2: I mean, you know, Lovren. I know one or two of the other England players have now played in the Champions League final, but you know, Lovren's had a great summer. It's true what, what they say. Manzouk though market
3: as, as well. Like, He's a, such a good player. It's true what they say. The biggest games are decided by the smallest margin. Yeah, and it could have gone either way for England, but I think ultimately, based on what we saw last night, it are being completely even-handed. I would say Croatia deserved to win the, the game. The better, yeah.
1: the better side. Yeah, the means? better, <clears throat> the better side played a more intelligent game, and and they they played the game in front of them rather than mm-hmm. the occasion, as we've said before. And I think England obviously clearly got let the occasion get to them, given the fact that they had nothing left in the tank. You know, in, in the in the second half, then still had another half hour to get through. They did well with that in mind. I mean, look at Kieran Trippier. I mean, he he basically he ran out of fitness almost. Yeah. It's like his energy bar was down was so, to zero, and he had to go off. I was and so proud of everything. All.
3: I was so proud of how. It wasn't a case of we've been caught rabbit in the headlights or yes. that mm. we don't know what to do here. We we are just going to take the easy way out every time because we don't know what to do. We're going to play a simple pass and we're going to clip that ball over the top and, and it's easily going to be defended. It was the fact that they went out on their shields. We ended the game with 10 men because people were working so hard after we'd made all four of our subs in extra time. Um, Trippier was obviously very emotional when he wasn't able to play a further part in the game they should be really proud of themselves and and, and, and more time goes on the more proud we'll be of them and they've set up a bright future for for this country in terms of football because if you think of the young players we've got coming through now I know there's a long way to go for them but a lot of them haven't even had a sniff at international level yet at mm. senior level and people like Foden and Sancho and Lookman and all these other type of players Shelby yeah, <laughs> yeah like he has had a sniff um, <laughs> and you know England are 8-1 with bet 365 to win Euro 2020. So £10 returns, £90 including a stake. I think they're third favourites or something now. So, I mean, it's, it, it, the positivity is there. Yeah. Listen to the radio, read the newspapers. Everyone's united over this England team. The best thing they can do now is take them back on the road. For these uh, friendlies and for these uh, nations league games, they in play. In which we have Croatia mm-hmm. again. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Take take him up. To, take him up to Ellen Road. Take them up to Old Trafford. Take them to it. Take him wherever. Mm. Make it a real nation, uh, a national team that we can be proud of, that everyone can feel involved in. Mm. Uh, last night, when I was going home after the game at Victoria, Victoria Station in South London, it was it was like rush hour. It was rammed at like eleven p.m. And um, it was full of England fans. Yeah, every second person had an English shirt on. Mm-hmm. Young, old, black, white, man, woman, yeah. child, everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. was involved. It's there was, there was there was over thirty thousand people at Hyde Park watching the yeah. game. Mm. And if England had been had, had muddied their way through a tournament in the way that some people are saying they are, because um, they played against opposition that weren't that good, fine. But I feel like. They've inspired a, a nation of people and that cannot be a coincidence. That cannot yeah, be an accident. Yeah, and the absolutely. reason they've done that is because they've carried themselves and behaved such a genuinely lovely way that everyone's been able to relate to it and everyone's wanted something to hang on to in these troubled times we live in and they should be proud of that. Absolutely. And also But as again, well, I'd love to have won the fucking trophy. <laughs> we, I'd prefer that. that.
1: Wouldn't we all? But you know look into the future as, as you know you can't help but doing a situation like this it is tinged with sadness and there are caveats but Euro 2012 the semis and the final are at Wembley 2020, what what, sorry, 2020. we can't go back in time <laughs> I want to go back to Euro 2012 <laughs> no, no. yeah Euro, Euro 2020 the semi semifinals and the final are at Wembley I mean what what better motivation for this squad to just go? You know what? Let's pick ourselves up. Let's get better. Let's work on the flaws that, we, that we're we exposing this World Cup and let's see what we can do next time. When we're let's a get bit older some, and a bit wise. Let's get some good seats at Club Wembley for that yeah. final. And yeah. a,
3: but a word of caution <laughs> there is no third place player from the Euros. Yeah. So just bear that in mind. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. We're, we're aware, well aware oh. of that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's true. I mean, look, the, without going over the game too much, I think we've largely covered that yes it is a missed opportunity we, we, we can't um, we can't get away from that and yes the two goals were avoidable Uh, But we were fortunate when Perisic hit the post. You know, there there were times, and and, and like I say, I think some of the coverage. Some people are sort of saying that, oh well, when England won their up, they you know they missed three one on ones, and they were dancing around the Croatians. I I actually don't go in for that. Yes, it could. We were
3: surprised by the TV coverage at half time based on what we were seeing from where we were watching it.
2: I agree, and and uh, no doubt, um, you know, Slaven Bilic seemed to be a bit annoyed after England. Won the quarterfinal that the pundits were, you know, talking about the final too much. I don't think they were. I, th- I think you kind of do it a bit tongue in cheek, and it's fine. I
3: think Bulic got among some of those players, by the way. Oh,
2: we, oh definitely. And when Modric said, oh the English pundits, this, that, yeah. and the other," but but I've no problem with that. You know, you would you would expect yeah. the other way. Uh, you know, if, sure. uh, if you know, unlikely that Ian Wright's going to be on Croatian TV <laughs> anytime
3: soon. But uh, before I forget, can I just quickly say on this tiredness point that I really hit home with earlier? Yeah. I tried to hit hit home with. Um, that was a factor in the goals we conceded as well, mm. because oh, your completely. concentration goes. Well, Absolutely, and, and tiredness I think does tell the whole story of the of the game. Well, Kyle Walker, who I thought was
2: pretty good actually throughout the game, and his oh, pace his, got his England. Pace is got England out of a lot of holes, mm. which is which is why Gareth Southgate put him there. Yes, on another day, he might clear that. Um, the Perisic goal but Perisic did so well to, to, to put that one away and again with the, with the winning goal you know Stones uh, just switches off having nearly got a goal up the other end a corner routine and it's mm. headed off the line
3: I don't think that's Stones' fault by the way No, I, I think I, that's Maguire's fault
2: do you because know was Maguire behind him possibly he was but the thing yeah. is Luke this is not a him. big blame game this is not oh there's a full goal nah, because there's a red card fuck it and- <laughs> <him>. never play <laughs> this again um, uh, uh, and all that kind of stuff you know and uh, I mean Croatia had 22 shots at goal compared to England's 11 you know that that Tells a story as well. England had very, very little going forward, and they were going to rely on set pieces and whatnot. Well, and
1: people, later on in the game,
2: yeah, people say that um, England rely on set pieces. That again
3: shows um, Gareth Southgate's astuteness. But, no, but, none, but none of this actually. The thing about this is right: the teams England played against mm-hmm. and the way England scored their goals has been. Two of the biggest narratives throughout this entire tournament when it comes to England. And I, j- I really strongly feel that, that, that neither of those things matter. Well, the
2: thing it, is that people we, who are saying that England have had an easy run to the it semifinal... It doesn't matter.
3: Well, no one said that about Croatia. And also, it doesn't matter. The reason, the reason it doesn't matter is because, by definition of how a tournament works, mm. Sweden, for example, are in the quarterfinal because they deserve to be there. Yeah, They've yeah. come for a group with Germany and Mexico. Mm. Germany, because they're the holders, it doesn't mean they're automatically good enough to get to yeah, all, yeah, get yeah. a bye to the quarter. You get there because you deserve to be there. And in terms of the goals and the set pieces, a huge number of goals have been scored by set pieces in this tournament. And it appears to be in some weird way that oh, scoring a goal from set pieces, a set piece isn't as worthy as scoring a goal from open play. Mm. Now, I understand Jim earlier in the tournament saying, I get Jim's point of view, which is that it will be nice to see us create a bit more. I understand all that. But but it's it's almost like we're saying... Oh, well, we're crying out for two or three midfield players who can create loads of chances. Well, I'll tell you what, Belgium had that in the semi. Didn't get them to the final. Yeah, yeah. So it, there, are, there is more than one way to skin a cat. And if England scored every single goal from a set piece and won the World Cup, it wouldn't matter. No, it not. wouldn't make any difference. But also, I mean,
1: you know, that that's set pieces are a thing every team's going to have. So, you know, if you make yourself really, really mm. good at them, then you're at a huge, huge advantage. It's a brilliant thing. that You know, every time England had a set piece, you, you thought, you know what, we might get something out of well, this. And that that is it's quite a rare thing in the past. You, th- you think oh God we might get done on the counter here <laughs> and also the, b- the best thing for me about the beginning of this game if we're taking the positives out of it is that England set the agenda against a team that are better than them a team they know are better than them and are more experienced than them in the past if you play in a Germany or a Brazil England would be tentative and they would be the te- they would be like the- sorry, they- when you say they set the agenda well, they-, they were the ones going out attacking straight in f- away in the first, in the first, first half they were the ones going the we're going to go at you we're going to try and win this yeah. now and we're going to we're going to be on top mm-hmm. you were playing our game yeah. and obviously they tied. And they couldn't couldn't you know, get that over the line. But in the past, England didn't do that. They shrank into themselves. And that is a brilliant thing as well. Let's not forget, England won a penalty shootout <laughs> yeah, in this World yeah. Cup.
3: Also, Jim, if if um John Stone's header goes in that's cleared off the line, beautiful header, yeah. and we nick that 2-1, everyone's saying, Well, wow, it's a hallmark of a great team now. Yeah. yeah. Not playing very well, really tired, but they still ground up. These out are a the win.
2: margins of football. It's tiny margins in the biggest games. And in the same way you talk about the penalty shootout, you're absolutely right um if are Uri, penalty is a couple of inches lower and he scores straight after Jordan Henderson mm-hmm. misses over. you know yeah. it, it, it's probably over but the, these are the final look at Croatia two penalty shootouts you know yeah. uh, it, 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 it's a, it's a close win. two lottery
3: wins
1: but they're in the it's final been,
3: it's been an amazing World Cup and we'll obviously we'll be back on Monday to talk about that in, in its entirety yeah. but the beautiful part of it is it's been an amazing World Cup and we've seen amazing World Cups before of course but England have played their part in it yes. England could feasibly have a couple of players in the team of the tournament
2: yeah. and you mm. can't ask for any more than well, that and, now we're and, out and, and One of the big pluses for me is is that uh, three of England's best performers at this World Cup have been Pickford, Maguire, and Trippier. Six of Pickford's nine caps have been in this tournament. Six of Maguire's 12 caps and five of Trippier's 11 caps have been in this tournament. And it, oh. it always used to annoy me when Germany would go to the World Cup, but you know, when a young Thomas Muller turns up, he's only played three or four times for Germany, puts in great performances and so on. I think, why I mean, can't we have a bit now of that? Now we've done that. And, and, we've now, set, and now, a, now we've, we've done set that.
3: a platform for the future because these players, look, will know exactly what it's like to play for England. Mm-hmm. They'll be, they'll, it'll be part of their routine as professional athletes. They'll get physically used to it, they'll grow into themselves. And it's a great platform for us.
2: Yeah. And uh, as Southgate said, you know, just piggybacking on what you guys said, not Southgate, me, um, with his words, that England have broken through a number of barriers in these past weeks. There. They absolutely haven't. And, and the England fans staying behind well after the match to sing and, and applaud the England f- players and so on. We haven't seen those scenes probably before, ever. Yeah. You I, know. I
3: wish he would have said, Southgate would have said, I have a strong commitment in the future to making my substitutions earlier (laughs) (laughs) if it said that I'd have been 100% behind him but at the moment I'm only 98.5% behind him because of that I see but also though um, just before
2: we go to a break with England winning you know this sort of was it the under 17 world cup and, and you know they've, they've won a, few, a couple of tournaments recently England and the world Stage. if England got to another final
3: it's a bit predictable <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd, have been a bit it'd be like, like Spain everyone was yeah, bored of it it's unfair
2: know. I know it's greedy so give someone else a chance uh, and we have alright then we're You're going welcome. to talk about France versus Croatia after this
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Kelly, it's just unbelievable. I I, I couldn't believe our witnesses. It's um, it's quite emotional, actually.
2: Ah, wadla. Yeah, the one, Welcome back yeah. to the World Cup ramble, everybody. Uh, France versus Croatia is the final, of course, and we may be in a situation on Sunday evening where we go. England dodged a bullet there.
3: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I agree with you that I would like to have seen England, a fresh England, which we may have obviously have never seen, have a crack at France because you know it's good to be in a final. I think I, I didn't have any realistic ambition that we would win no. it. No, none none final, of me I mean, thinks that but, but, England would have beaten France. I mean, given that the, the France Croatia is the big final, is it? can we have a quick word on the third place player first? Go, do you, okay, go on. Do you think, do you think? because the reason I'm saying this is just purely because um, I would be interested in your guys' thoughts about how Southgate will approach it, because for, for, he's got two options. One is he says, look, we're all a team here, we're a big squad, we've performed above our expectations, I want to give you guys a run out, I want to give Button one half, I want to give Nick Pope the other half, mm. I want everyone to play a part. Or he says... Tell you what, we can come third here, which is our best performance since 1966, because we obviously um, finished fourth. We were beaten by Italy in '90. So, what do you? How do you think he'll approach it? I don't think I
2: don't think that the clamber for third place is is a thing in World Cups. I don't think it's like the Olympics for obvious reasons. I think that he will play Pickford and he'll play... I'll probably start with a, with a strong back three. Trippier will probably be injured. So he could bring in Alexander-Arnold. Mm. Or he could move Walker out to, to right wing back. It would seem unlikely. I think Alexander-Arnold will probably start. And I think... I think he'll he'll
3: make a few changes, but not many. So the the demons that we were we've been trying to exorcise. No one's talking about that defeat in the third place playoff in '90. <laughs> no. Can we no. In, England nine to four to win the third place playoff at Bet Three Six Five. Ten pound returns, thirty two pound fifty, including stake. Mm. Um, should they win it, Jim? Do you think they'll do you think they'll go for it? I think
1: they'll want to sort of cement themselves as the bronze generation. Um, <laughs> and I, I actually
3: the bronze age. Yeah, I, I, I see
1: what you're saying, Marcus. But I think one of the characteristics of Gareth Southgate's um, reign has been those margins, hasn't it? And it's been being very professional, being very measured uh, in his approach. And I think he, he will set out to win the game. Absolutely. He, he probably will do that while making changes at the same time. I think there one not be many, wholesale though. changes. No. no. I think he'll he'll start a strong team. I he'll, wonder if he'll start uh, Kane. Kane will want to start yeah, because I'll... Kane is obviously...
2: What is he? Two goals ahead of Lukaku for the golden yeah. boot. But I mean, any striker wants to to carry on and make sure he gets his seventh. You know, if mm. you, I mean, ugh, would you go back to Ronaldo in two thousand and two? Who's the, got nine? Didn't he? I think I think eight or nine. You yeah. know, the, the, the most most players have got sort of five or six to to win the the golden boot since then. Uh, but but he did look knackered. So maybe Jamie Vardy will get yeah. a start. It'll Be nice to see Vardy get a run out. Generally, uh,
3: do you know what? I, I'm not going back to the England thing again. I wondered whether we should have brought in Welbeck. I, do you know?
2: Yeah. I was thinking, well, back, actually, yeah. but there we are. That's all done and dusted. So yeah, I, but it'll be. I, I think it'll be a, a fairly enjoyable affair. I'm hoping Belgium versus England. I think both it's a nice sides, Saturday
3: afternoon game to watch. Isn't it? A little yeah, bonus.
2: Both sides know each other quite well. I a think. Little Brucey. Yeah, I think. I think what ten of the starting eleven for Belgium in the last game playing England. So I, I, I think. I think
3: there's a question in terms of performance. Can you make an argument that really a a a sixty-five percent, absolutely Nakadeli Alley is a better option or a more effective operator than a fresh lofter's cheek. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you can. Mm. And I think you're right about Alexander. arnold I think he'll probably come in. And I think, he, what I think, what Southgate could do is probably keep the same base. Yeah, the same sort of. Maybe he'll bring, maybe bring in Cahill. But other than that, keep it all the same. Yeah, and then maybe play around with the attacking players a bit. But it depends if he thinks that you know what we've all made a contribution here, and some of these people deserve minutes. Mm-hmm. It, some some of the players who haven't featured at all might get 15, 20 minutes maybe. It's such an odd game, this isn't it? Imagine it, if that the... goes to extra time and penalty. Yeah, imagine it. <laughs>
1: well, it's it, it is effectively a friendly in the middle of a World Cup where it counts towards the Golden Boot as well. Yeah, which is mad. It's just it's. Well, I, I guess you should. Do you like
3: just... it? Should we get rid of this? No, I do like it because I think that ultimately what what drives athletes and, and footballers on is their desire to want to win every game. Right yeah. Now, you can you can have the conversation if you want about the England-Belgium game and mm. the group and, and whatever. We've done that to death. But generally speaking, everyone wants to win every game. It is better to come third than to come fourth. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at setting a platform for the future, knowing that you now can't win the World Cup, you might want to give these players some experience. Yeah. That, that's just my angle on
2: yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think he will play Pickford in goal, and who, mm. who again was brilliant for well, England. That save against
3: Mandzukic late on where he... Sort of I like, do you know what if, I thought he'd done a number on Mandzukic I thought Mandzukic just no way he's getting up from that well, it, show, it shows you the toughness yeah, of yeah, those Croatian yeah. players and that, that toughness they
2: will need against France yeah. in the final uh, I mean France for me whoever won out of England Croatia I couldn't see past France we mentioned that before and uh, you know it seems ridiculous to think well Croatia might be a bit tired and blah, 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 blah. But this is a different one. With Kylian Mbappe, who who has got pace to burn, uh, Griezmann making Mm. intelligent pieces of play, Pogba the way he's been playing, Kante. It is a tall
1: order for Croatia.
2: However, they will feel a sense of
1: destiny and it's their yeah, time yeah absolutely we, we forgot to mention when we were talking about the France-Belgium game where I certainly did how my probably my highlight of that was the f- very first thing that happened in the game was they sh- sh- shunted the ball out wide to Kylian Mbappe who just went on a darting run down yeah. the wing straight away to properly like just shit them up put the wind up yeah, and you, yeah. show them like this is what you're up against all game and Croatia will be looking at that um, I'm not going to go and say that they're, they're going to be tired because apparently they're not affected by tiredness <laughs> for some reason like, like, they're offended by it yeah they are <laughs> they're motivated by it they yeah. they're, they're Energised by it, somehow. they want to be tired of it. Yeah, anything. exactly. Not so, tired enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're probably hiking up a mountain today. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it is going to be a really interesting game. Who do you want to win it? Because I'm still stung by the fact England wants England lost, and part of me thinking, oh, I just I want France to do a number on them, not even in a particularly entertaining way. I just I just I don't think this Croatia team are that good. Yeah, is there, is there any
3: consolation to losing to the eventual winners? <sighs> no, I don't
1: think there I, is. I've I, never really I'd, gone I'd in for that. No,
2: I've never really gone in for that either. However. To see a new winner at a yeah. World Cup and, a, and it comes is country always a, small as yeah, well. Four four point two million or something. I mean, yeah. I've often touted Iceland as the most overachieving nation in, in with world football and and I think there's still a up there. Croatia yeah. now you've got to say and Uruguay, only, Croatia,
1: you know. Yeah, Uruguay having won it in the past, which when obviously football's very, very different, would be the only comparable thing to
3: really to Croatia well, even being in the final. I think I think sentimentality aside, I think. You look at it and you think, France win this. Mm-hmm. I, th- yeah. I think, obviously, they've got, they've got a better team and they've looked better and they look like they might have a bit more in the tank to go up another level. But I think you've also got to take into account the Euro 2016 final, which they thought they were going to win yeah. Yeah. and they didn't, and it hurt them badly. And uh, I think that's... that's. I mean, we can talk about this really sort of, um, sort of ephemeral idea of not underestimating a team um, and making sure you don't do that. But once you've got the experience of having made that mistake, so it's like an experience-based point of view, where you go, well, do you know what? The reason we're not going to underestimate this team is because we've been told they're good, or the reason we're not going to underestimate this team is because we did that before, mm. and it bit us in the arse, and we're still hurting from it. I think that gives you a lot more focus and a lot more motivation. I think France, are, are, are trem- obviously, they would be anyway, but I think in light of that, they're tremendously motivated. And the only thing that, it sort of stopping me going all in for France, I suppose, is the fact that Croatia feel like they obviously feel like their name is on the trophy and it's yeah. their time. But th- to be honest, I don't really know. If there's much in that. I mean, that, that's, mm. that doesn't really mean, mean anything because yeah, you, you mean. you're in the final. You're in the final. Of course, you think you're going to win it. I just think France is the better team, and I think they'll they'll, they'll hope. That, well, hopefully, they'll they'll do it because I think they've been the best team in the, in the tournament.
2: Yeah, and 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 maybe in hindsight, you know, if, if France do hammer Croatia, uh, which they may do, they may not do. I I, I wonder if because I, honestly I really didn't think if England got through they would beat France and again no. obviously you asked me the question yes I'd rather England won the game and got to mm. the final of course but going down fighting uh, and just being edged in a semi-final is frustrating as a lot of pundits said that that can only serve you well you get to a final and get beat sort of fairly handedly you go yeah we, we really were second best mm. you know it's always it's it, it's best to kind of maybe leave wanting more and to go right we we're, we learn from that. Let's try and we'll push on next time. But we shall see, of course, if that means um, anything to to future England sides.
3: Well, as you'd expect, France are big favourites to win on Sunday. Odds are four to nine with Bet365. Ten pound returns fourteen pound forty four, including stake. Should they win in ninety minutes? Which yeah. which I think, which I, for me, I think France edge it. I don't I don't mm. see it being a, a hammer in or a battering no. or any of that sort of stuff. Um, I think the desire and and and, and, and the work rate right and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff will make it closer than perhaps we um we we we, we maybe hope. Oh yeah, um, I, I think you, do we hope or do we not care? I mean, I, I don't really care. I'll watch it as an yeah. impassioned I hope it's a good but, game. But, that's yeah. it.
1: I'm not i I'm pretty impartial I think this. it'll be one, maybe two nil France because
3: yeah. they are just so hard to get clear chances against. Yeah. Well you may just about you may have hit on something there, Jim, because um our best bet bet three six five is uh France to win one nil in ninety minutes at nine to two. Fifty pound returns, two hundred and seventy five pounds, including stake. All proceeds go to Prostate Cancer UK. Um you must be over the age of eighteen to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to be org. That's our final best bet of what has been a pretty unpredictable
2: tournament. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, there we go. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. So it's uh, I say the end of the road for England. We got one more game. Yeah, yeah. we stand until we, till we the end. got the maximum amount of Look, games. I th- yeah, I, th- I think no um, one would have thought that before. No, the tournament. I
3: think you no. Know, in, in summary, let's not get too off about things we can't control, as in the draw, the mm. teams that went out early, the teams we played. It's nothing to do with us. We just play who you play, and the fact that England are going to come away from this tournament in the top four teams in it. Yep. Let's be fair, I was actually secretly quite positive about it beforehand. I thought we could surprise a few people, and we've done that. Mm. And, and we've and we've given ourselves something to hang our hats on. We've had those moments. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. I remember now, eight long years ago now, the back end of 2010, we said, all we ask for these days is a moment where you think, yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe we'll yep. do something. And we've done that. And, and, also, we've done I, and
2: I said, since 1990, we've never overachieved a tournament. Well, I think all being said... I think we have here. You know, if you'd have said before this World Cup, England will finish in the top four and will go down fighting. One of their players will have, will be... Well, I know he hasn't won it, but, but a big shout, uh, a big shoe. What am I talking he's about? He's a showing for the Golden He's a, in for the, he's he's a shoe shout for, in
1: for the Golden He's career.
2: a shoeing for the Golden Shout. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, the fans would be singing well after the final whistle when England go out and the country would be united. Da-da-da-da. You offer all that, I'd have said, where do I sign up? I,
3: I, every single person I spoke to before the tournament from memory about England said, I think quarter finals will be, you take you bite your hand. Yeah. yeah. And we've done better than that. I know. And and considering
2: all the previous tournaments we've covered since doing the Ramble, this has been by far and away um, the best one. And it's been a pleasure. But of course, we are back on Monday to talk about the final, everybody. But thank you for listening uh, to this uh, World Cup Ramble sponsored by Bet365. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, me. And goodbye from London.
3: There's a race on between Barry and Ozil. And Ozil has eaten up the ground on Gareth Barry.
1: England lost 4-1 to uh, Germany mm. and they just let us tear ourselves apart and yeah. took advantage of it
3: Joe Hart's doing everything to put him off Diamante takes Italy through in a football sense justice has been done but it's cruel on England oh gentlemen England are out on penalties who for, would have predicted it it's time for the biannual head bashing on desk <laughs> <laughs> on by Cavani and there's no flag here it's Luis Suarez and Luis Suarez has thumped
1: it in that's it Uruguay win in Sao Paulo why are we so dejected this happens every two years don't worry about it it's not
2: usually this bad
1: England are out of the
3: European Championship and England's embarrassment is Iceland's ecstasy don't take anything away from Iceland they're all just headphones. They don't communicate. They don't communicate
1: on the pitch. And they don't communicate off the pitch. You can't get anything out of them. Should we do our fifth dissection of England being terrible at a tournament?
2: Uh, yeah, I have stuck. Why don't that? we just run the last one?
3: Backer looks confident. Saved by Pickford! Eric Dyer. And yes. Dyer does it! England win a World Cup penalty shootout!
2: England win a penalty shootout for the first time in a World Cup.
3: From Lingard! In from Dalliali. This is the stop of dreams from the Three Lions! Goodbye, bye, bye,
1: bye, bye.
3: The most positive thing long term is that the break between the fans and the squad yeah. has been repaired. Mm. And the connection is now being yeah. felt by everyone.